Welcome to Dice Carnival! Today, we will be playing House of Lament from Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. If this is your first time tuning in, we would love for you to check out our previous adventure. But if you're just here for the spooks, you're in the right place. Please leave a good rating, if you can, as well as subscribe and follow us on Twitter. All links will be in the description. Thank you, and enjoy the show! This adventure is a bit spooky, and touches on some darker themes. Consider yourself warned. Welcome back. Where we left off last time, our brigade of gnomes, gnomes if you will, ventured to a haunted estate following a trail of Warlord Grung and Gripley that followed, hoping to find the fate of these froggy alien beings. The house that they approached to showed many signs of foreboding. Death. Misery. is a very unwelcome place, according to Yelp. But as they approached... The spooky house. As they approached the spooky house and knocked It's a real upon nice hotel. It, certainly. And illusorily using cantrips to knock on the door, they summon the presence of two forms that quickly spotted the party Brady bunching around the corner and spoke out to them. Oh, well, hello there. Oh, don't you can come out. I promise not uh. to bite. Me. <laughs> Uh, oh, come on, Quincy. You're going to scare them off if you keep standing like that. Well, if I'm... Um, uh, Mr. Cornelius, uh, you're not even going to ask them any questions. Oh, well, we'll certainly get to that. But what's the rush? You've got all night. And you see Is before you... Us? You see before you are two figures wearing sort of heavy sort of uh, cloaks. One of them is carrying a lantern, and this is kind of a taller half-elven figure wearing a monocle, as well as a sort of more hunched, elderly-looking turtle man, uh, sort of, you know, big shell on the back that is covered by this cloak, and you see he's carrying, like, a sort of staff, like a walking stick. He seems to be looking at you friendly, um, though all of you have kind of popped your heads around the corner for a second and have a chance to mutter amongst yourself, or step out if you wish. Wish. I'd like Wish. to incite. Yeah. I'd like to incite for evil intent. I mean, the demeanor is how I described. Um, mm -hmm. Donald can be suspect that uh, this individual is evil inside. I don't think that's really something you need insight for. Okay. All right. Uh, you can certainly should, press should... X to doubt. Y'all wanna uh, step out? Uh -huh. You don't seem too threatening. Uh, yeah. You guys do it. I'm staying back here. At least. All right. 
All right, All right. then. All right, we'll, we'll step out. Yeah. Uh, hello there. As you emerge around the corner into the lantern light of this porch, you see the taller elven figure seems to be like stepping on a couple of the large earwigs that didn't seem too friendly to you before. Um, trying to like shake him off of his uh, very polished shoes. The uh, turtle individual looking towards you and says, Oh, hello there. What's your name? Oh, hello, little man. Uh, my name is Cornelius Clowder, paranormal investigator. Hmm. Hello. You said alliteration. Except you... it's on the it's except it's on the back end instead of the front end. Do you find folks live here? Um, no, I don't. I live out in the city. I was um visiting the nearby villages. Oh, it was certainly a tourist. We're from the city as well. Uh, Tis a pleasure. What about the other we two of you? Family, perhaps uh, we, extended. There. We came out. to investigate some disappearances. Hmm. Have you seen any? Have you seen any uh, Ripley around here? Hmm. Little froggies. I can't yeah, say frogs. that I have. Yes. But there's oh. certainly a long hmm. history of disappearances with this old house. Well, they came pretty recently. How was it since when when did you come here? Oh. He ponders for a minute. You can get there, sir. You can get there. I'd have to say about roughly an hour ago. Hmm. Oh. We just stepped inside ah, okay. though. We haven't had a chance to explore it yet, except for well, one room. Hmm. Uh, the half-elven figure says, Mr. Cornelius, I really think that we should be getting back to it. What, what should we do with them? Uh, the individual looks back at him and says, and yeah, certainly says, like, well, I was going to offer if that they could help. Oh, you want to help? We would be more um, than delighted to bring you on. Uh, a couple yes, of, uh, of uh, paranormal rangers. Wish I had little stars I could give you. The paranormal oh. scouts. Oh, that's absolutely what I was thinking. The superstition scouts. I not like now. your Donald. thinking. Superstition scouts. I like Donald, not now. I like your thinking, furry little man. Not furry. And and, 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 and you, kind of, you you think that you know. And and this individual kind of you think he has a beard, but it's actually just the uh, the folds of his neck. Are just very loose. It looks like a long pointed wizened beard. Oh man. And kind of when he speaks, it jiggles a little bit. What about I'm not Nord? Furry, I'm just a little bushy. Yeah, what is Nord, Nord doing? Well, oh, I've I've stepped out since he, he knew I was there. And he looks at Nord and says, Oh, I didn't see you immediately. What's your deal, little fella? I love your little hat. Looking at the uh, the 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 crown of pond lilies. Just just a little shy around new people. Oh, I'm always a bit slow to know new people as well. Well, I suppose there is no rush. But sir, there is a little bit of a rush. 
We do only have until sunrise before the spirits are most likely to, you know, no longer be as friendly. And you never know when a storm might begin brewing on the horizon. I, I'd hate to be trapped in here for the night. All right. There are supposed to be spirits here. Certainly. That's why we came. Cornelius Clowder, paranormal investigator, and his assistant... Uh, what did I name him? My assistant's <laughs> Quincy Greyheart. Hmm. The half elven hmm. individual just kind of stands there, brandishes like a, a bit of like a long sheath sword he has at his side. Fitting mind, me. mind if I call you Corey. It has backside alliteration with Quincy. Um, I'd prefer Corey and Quincy. I'd prefer if you uh, use my full name if you don't mind. Okay. That's, that's, that, that's fine. That, that, I'm not hurt. That's fine. He he gives you a little pat on the head. He needs to bend down. No, no, no. He's actually very hunched over, so he just has to extend yeah. his arm. Well then, Quincy, we better get inside. Come on, little fellas. Keep up. Tally along. All right. I assume we don't have much trouble keeping up with the turtle. Certainly not. Uh, this individual doesn't move at a, uh, you know, a, a truck stopping pace. Uh, but he is definitely a, 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 a slower individual. We'll say about 20 feet per round is his walking speed. Um, Quincy. Quincy is short for Quinceanera. <laughs> and as he kind Are you of saying shambles, he's the 15th? Of the Quincy's? There's like a sequence of Quincy's before him. See Quincy? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. As you step into the space, you come into a foyer area. Peeling wallpaper and a musty scent cling to the walls of this spacious foyer. Or foyer. I never know how to pronounce it. I always do foyer. Foyer, foyer it is. A curving staircase rises from the cracked tile floor to a balcony above, keeping its distance from a darkened chandelier. Doors lead in every direction as the room's center, a bronze sculpture of an antlered eagle, perches atop a marble's pedestal. Looking within this interior space, uh, yeah, you see like there's, um, there's a door to the left and the right after stepping through the double doors. Um, there's another door kind of to the left. You see there's a staircase that bends up around the, uh, the bronze antlered eagle statue. Um, and there's also another door that's been opened and you see some candlelight flickering in from there. Um, looking inside of here, it seems that the interior has, it's still very musty. You can see some mold maybe growing in the corners, but isn't quite as bad as the outside. Seems like it was a very nice house in its heyday before, well... The eclipsing and the calamity that it wrought. Huh. Hmm. So where do we begin? Do we just like? Mm. Well, I suppose that. Go? I suppose that you uh, should follow the room that we began in, right this way. Um, and Corey and Quincy will lead you through um, that open door into the the parlor 
Dozens of faded portraits cover this, this parlor's walls. The subject's eyes fixated on a circular table that bears an ornate spirit board. A wide mirror hangs over a tall fireplace set in the north wall. It's a Ouija board. Mm, it's a Luigi, Luigi board. board. One of those, one of those Wiga boards. Wiga board. A Weggy board. Yep. So. Should we? Should, would do you think it would be helpful to try out the Wegna board? What? The Wegna board. What are you saying? The the weed board. That I can get into. <laughs> 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 yeah, but like the the Ouija board. Yeah, so you approach the the Ouija board, the uh, the spirit board, if you will. The Luigi board. <laughs> this is your last warning. <laughs> you make your way towards the center of the room, with Corey and Quincy. As they inspect it, you see there are many bits of uh, documentation spread throughout this room. And Quincy gets immediately back to work referencing them. Can I investigate the... Can I investigate that? Sure. Um, yeah, if you guys are going to start spending some time in here, um, I'm going to say that, uh, Alan, you can go ahead and begin looking through the documentation. What's Alan and Godonald doing? I'm going to look for danger. Or Nord and Godonald. Okay. I'd like to invest. I'd like to investigate and maybe even try using the Ouija board. All right. So as you're approaching it, um, Cornelius uh, joins you at that board while I imagine Nord begins scouting the perimeter of the room. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. As you make your way around the room, I'm going to ask, um, what exactly are you looking for in particular? Like, me? Yeah, Nord. Um, anything that seems kind of weird, you know, any sort of like book that you pull on and it opens a secret door or anything that kind of seems like it's going to there are no, be there, haunted. There are no bookshelves in this space, but there are a few tables and, and um, kind of mantletops that do have some books spread out upon it. Um, looking through this room, you can see that there are two spaces, uh, two doors that lead both left and right of this room, um, kind of closer to the one door that you entered from. Uh, you also see a fireplace um, around that top wall. Just go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Yay. With the plus four, the or plus d4. Yep. <laughs> Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen. Uh, you look over it, um, trying to like find any sort of stones or anything hidden in the ashes of it. It looks like it hasn't been used in a while, but there are still like some coals at the bottom of it. Um, you don't find anything there. Oh. Uh, Otherwise, look safe though. What's haunting before though is. <laughs> Before we go forward, um, are these paintings connected at all? Like, is it all one family, or is it just random people? Like, what, was, what are the subjects of these paintings? I was just about to get to that. Um, looking at the paintings that are around you, um, 
Hmm. Go ahead and, uh, Alan, as you kind of, or Godonald, as you're looking around, all freaking male gnomes, um, <laughs> you, as you look around, would you mind, uh, rolling me a perception check? Sure. My minus one to perception, let's go. And oh, yes, yeah. indeed, I will I tell you that. an amazing, fantastic, wonderful six. Yeah. Um, looking around nice. the portraits, uh, they kind of seem to have a, a similar complexion to them, a similar sort of figure. Some of them look like they've been uh, you know, kind of weathered with age somewhat, but are remarkably well-preserved. Um, uh, so the paintings may be a little bit faded. What is haunting, though, is how lifelike they look, especially around the eyes. And it feels as though they're trained their eyes on the table, which kind of sits haphazardly in the middle of this room doesn't look like it was part of the original decor. Um, and yes, it has a couple of these papers on there that Alan is sorting through. As well as the spirit war the spirit board, um, and a little planchette. Um, like a little seeing stone sitting on top of it as well. Yeah. Uh, to describe this board a little bit, it seems to be this board, you know, decorated with uh sort of rose-like feathers or ro rose-like uh vines that twist along the majority of it. There are two ravens that peek at the top, as well as uh, a pair of skulls behind a heart at the top, and a candle and some books at the bottom, and two other ravens at the bottom framing it as well. On this board, there are six symbols in the center that you don't quite understand. One looks like a, a you know a, a star. Another one looks like some blades, a crown. The middle one looks like an eye and a sunburst. It also says yes and no on the board. Greetings and farewell. And there is also every letter of the common alphabet, as well as uh, each number zero through nine. And if you Seems ask like about it, your standard spirit fold. Well, certainly, yeah. Uh, Alan is probably an educated individual. You might have heard a little bit about it, but as the rest of you are kind of scratching your heads, um, Cornelius says, "Oh, indeed, this is a, a unique instrument, sometimes used to." Uh, contact the uh, beyond spirits without the use of a magical craft or the innately gifted oh. looking around this room it uh, would appear that it's been warded against some intrusion seems as though a spirit would have to be invited in to cause too much trouble seems whatever, whoever was in here Certainly oh. knew what they were doing. Alan, would you mind? Um, is there a right. check involved in this? You were looking through all the papers. Yep. Yeah, looking through this, uh, you find that the books are detailing things like haunt and occult lore. Um, some of it actually relatively recent, like in the last 50 years, like post-Eclipse. You see, some of them seem to be researching the undead, as well as the history of the House of Lament. Well, that's a name. That is a name. Maybe we can contact this family through through the Ojo board? Uh, you also find it in here, um, kind of like a sketching that was left behind. Um, and, uh, Quincy is definitely interested in it as well. Uh, what looks to be a sort of drawing of 
Roll me a nature check, if you would, Alan. Why can't it just be investigation? Or it could be religion. Okay, it could be religion better. as well. Oh. Um. All right. Religion is 14. All right. Um, Looking at it, you're not entirely sure of all the nuances, but there's definitely a... The symbol you're looking at is the reference of... What is it called? Um... Of, of, of you would know it in the common tongue to be nightshade specifically deadly nightshade but you know that it has some hmm. sort of hollowed revenance to it some sort of uh, divine symbology hmm. right I'm starting to craft a little bit of a theory so where did these kind of out of left come field. from hmm well, Are some of like the notes we brought ourselves, but the majority of what was left here was native to this place. I suppose whoever set up here last, well, they didn't clean up after themselves. Or mm. didn't come back. Actually, but looking over oh, here, you see that Cornelius looks over. That's a highest roll, but he's good, decent. Would have to be uh, at least a few months, maybe even half a year, since someone was here last. How long, how long were the frogs gone? Do you two remember? I thought they, I thought they disappeared recently. Yeah, that's what I remember too. Yeah. They disappeared. They basically went into the house a few days ago. So, so that doesn't make well. Well, he was referring to like papers the papers are and from stuff. a few months ago. Yeah, it looks okay. like no one, it, like layers of dust have gathered on them, um, but they don't look that worn. All right. Mm. Uh, does that mean they didn't enter the house? I don't know. Either but way, this is certainly... <laughs> Sorry, finish your thought. I have a suspicion about the family if it's... I wonder if this, uh, this sounds so awful, if it might have been some kind of ritual suicide using nightshade that's the first theory i have without any further information i don't know about much about what kind of religions use nightshade hmm i could try to remember it ritual suicide any... hmm? hold on one second do i know um, of any religions that involve uh nightshade um scroll me a religion check oh that's a that's a two <laughs> I rolled a one. You, you, you can oh. tell with how it's depicted, like the little drawing and the sort of outline of it, is that it's drawn to reference definitely some sort of holy symbology. You don't know all the details, though. And even so, your foray into, uh, you know, religious studies was only a brief stint. Some stuff stuck, some stuff mm -hmm. didn't. Um, but while you're looking around in here, you do hear uh, Cornelius go, Hmm. Ritual suicide on the whole family. That would be mighty interesting. Either way, the this is terrific tradition. news. What? Or who? Oh, for us? We've already got a spirit board here, some reference material. We could have a good old-fashioned seance. Wait, you didn't bring the spirit board. Oh, well, uh... They're not exactly easy to acquire, but fortunately, someone already set up the ritual. We just uh, mm. gotta put the pieces in place. 
Isn't that right, Quincy? And you see Quincy's looking around. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, indeed, Mr. Cornelius. Uh, are you sure it's wise to be contacting the spirits of this house? Well, I mean, we all came all the way out here. We might as well say hi to somebody. Now, forgive me for being a little bit suspicious here, but is it possible that whatever spirit in here wants us to contact it and not necessarily to be friendly and give us flowers? Quincy like, looks that over opinion. at mm-hmm. Quincy looks over at you and says, No, no, no. Most certainly this was set up by the living, most definitely. Looking around at the wards tied around here, I see dried belladonna, as, as you would know of it as Deadly Nightshade. It seems to be used as a sort of holy symbol, uh, hollowing the huh. space against most spiritual intrusions. I imagine it would be quite uncomfortable for more powerful undead to remain in here long. I would have to imagine, perhaps, that whoever set this up was alive, trying to uh, perform a similar feat that uh, my dear companion wishes to perform as well. You see Corey is going around going like, oh, let's see, put together a checklist. Uh, We need that. We got that. Oh, we already got the board. Don't need to write that down. Quincy, like, looks at all of you and says, well, regardless, If we're going to be setting this up, it may take a little bit of time. I figure it might be safer if we, uh, I don't know, um, secure the perimeter a little bit. All right. I could assist in that. Well, me and, uh, Mr. Cornelius set up in here, would you mind investigating the lower floor? I would not recommend venturing too far away in case you need our assistance, but... Perhaps it may be good to understand what sort of haunts we may be dealing with. Yeah, let's let's investigate the surrounding rooms. What do you two think? I'm all right with that. Stay on guard, but yeah. Oh, are you all heading right. out to go uh, explore in the house? That we are, sir. Well, um, be careful and look out for your ghosts. You don't want them sneaking up on you. Yeah. That would be a bad time for everyone. Ghosts. Well, except for the ghosts. Yeah. They'd probably get a kick out of it. <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> not very comfortable with that concept. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I can we hide head from out ghosts. To explore another room. Let's do it. Let's and hopefully it. I roll start rolling a little better. <laughs> Alright. Well, you are currently in the parlor area. You passed through uh, that one room with the staircase and the three other doors, two going left, one going right. Um, But there's also two doors in here you could venture through as well. Hmm. Let's go. Left, right, left, right. Left. Left. So from this room, you're going to go left? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. You step your way into this area, and as you open the door, it swings inward into the parlor, and you find yourself in a sort of narrow, three-foot-wide hall. Fortunately, all of you are gnomes, so it's not that cramped. Um, But yes, you look uh, to your right, you see a door at the far end, and you look to the left, and you find that the hallway clears up a little bit. There's also uh, two more doors on the wall in front of you, as well as one door on the right, Um, you know, looking that direction on the same wall. Uh, 
opening up much further, um, probably on a room on the other side of the far wall where the fireplace was. That was a lot of doors, you just said. There are many doors in here. <laughs> you have a map. Let's go down the first uh, door. Yeah, we've got... Yeah, you guys got a door. There are one, two, three, four, five, six doors you could venture through from this hallway. <laughs> Let's start with door number one. All right, door Show number one. behind door number one. So you walk into the sort of wider landing area. You see a, a rug, um, kind of like a shaggy rug on the floor. Uh... And you open up that door. You mm -hmm. open up and you... Welcome to Gnomish Doors, the glorious game show. Yep, you open up that door and that door leads you back to the foyer. Um, it seems to loop around back to where the uh, the eagle, the, the antler-headed eagle statue was. And All you can right, see the door. Yep. So kind of making your way around that hall, uh, you come into another door. Moody landscapes and dour busts atop marble pedestals collect dust in this modest gallery. In an alcove to the east stands a larger-than-life onyx statue with an athlete wrestling monstrous disembodied tentacles. To the west, a wall made of black stone curves into this room, an arch opening into a darkened space beyond. Whoever owned this house must have been rich. Yeah, looking at these sure. paintings, looking at these paintings and busts, uh, you imagine that they would probably fetch a decent amount of money, um, but they are quite large to have to carry. Darn. Yes, quite, quite busty and quite heavy. Bit much for good old Donald Glorence. <laughs> Back in the stripper days. Um, but yeah, it looks okay. like this uh, this studio, if you will, this gallery, um, leads further beyond to uh, where you would imagine that large tower that you saw out front with the body that seemed to have leaped off but not struck the ground would be. Hmm, should, we, should we investigate down there? Is it worth it for me to light a torch? What do you two think? Um, I can make light using artifice if you want. I have a lantern. Yeah, one of those two, because also if we need to fight something, I need both of my hands. Yeah. So, uh, Nord is lighting a lantern, and uh, Alan is uh, summoning a little flashlight, a little pocket flashlight mm -hmm. or okay. something. Yeah, magical tinkering. Sure. I'm prepared to grab my sword and shield. Sure. So, Alan, you make a simple little device. Wait. We're gnomes. We have dark vision. You do. But it's just in shades of gray. It is in shades yeah, of gray, and you will have mm. uh, disadvantage on perception checks. Uh, all right, cool. Lanterns it in. All right. Besides, we'll make them think that we can see. <laughs> we can only see with light. Misdirection on a ghost. Yeah. So are you Misdirection on the no. Are you, are you, ghost are you or gnomes? Are you venturing further into this tower area? Yes. 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 What guys? What are we gonna do if the ghosts are also gnomes? We'll have a problem. You'll hear. You hear like a. <laughs> a moaning sound, which you, you think might be the wind, though. Didn't seem that windy when you stepped inside. Nord quietly mm. harmonizes with it. 
All right. Uh, as you're doing that, I'd like to turn this into a gnomish drinking song. You come into a uh, the base of a tower, and you see a an ancient set of stairs spiraling upwards. Do they look particularly vulnerable to fall apart, or are they like stone? Roll me an intelligence check. Oh boy! If you were a dwarf, I'd give you advantage. I'm not a dwarf. Oh crap! Though I, I got seventeen. That's good. Oh, that is good. Did Looking you add at... your D four? No, I did not. Add the D four. <laughs> add the D four. It it becomes eighteen. Come on, little man. <laughs> All right. Um, as you look through here, uh, Nord, and as you are you inspecting the quality of the stonework. Um, yeah, you get quite a bit of information from it. Uh, the stairs themselves actually seem quite sturdy, despite their age. It seems like they've been actually maintained and propped up sometime in the last hundred or so years. Uh, looking over, too, you would see that um, along kind of one end of the wall, kind of the northwestern portion, um, you see like a bunch of these sort of white enameled stacked bricks along the wall. Some of them seem to not exactly match the period as the rest of the bricks in here. Um, and it just, it, it, that you just kind of pick that up that this seems to be a slightly different uh, construction from the rest of it. Hmm. I would like, I'll, I'll relay this information to the group. What I notice about mm. it being not necessarily consistent in its design choices you also oh, notice that this tower tried to renovate this place yep. and like I and I would say too like the bricks are of a newer construction than the rest of this tower but all of it seems to be older than the rest of the house as if this oh. tower existed mm. before and the house was built onto it oh. mystery time it's like sounds we got like a mystery got on a mystery, our hands gang. It's a um, history except, mystery. Except I should say, sorry, the bricks themselves are not as old as the house. At least they history seem to have been set with interesting brickery. not that long ago. Should we inspect the bricks? Uh... Hmm. Might be worth it. You might know more about the materials and stuff, because that's kind of your work. That is true. Um, yeah. So what are you guys doing? Sorry. About that. Investigate the brick. So you walk up Al to Alan's the... investigating the brick. So as you approach the bricks, you kind of feel the temperature around you begin to grow cold as you run your hand along it. It sends a shiver down your spine. And for a second... You find yourself trapped, unable to breathe. You almost imagine the sound of of grinding stone and, and an anger in your heart as you try to push your way out. But you're not alone in here. Everyone else wants out too. The, the light in front of you that you're reaching towards as more and more stones grind into place. The others are piling on top of you, desperate to get up there as well. And while you're stronger than the rest of them, you're not stronger than all of them together. 
but as you fight against each other, as you push and scream, you, you can't help but almost let out a, a slight scream as you pull your hand away from the stone. And you look back, and the stone is just there. Are you okay? More whacked out than I am Friday nights. Uh, I don't think we should be touching that stone. The history mystery of interesting brickery gets thicker. Thickery. Thickery trickery. Shit. <laughs> well, what did you see? Where did you go? I don't even know. I just remember a lot of people fighting against me. Or going to some light. Uh, I can't remember much else. Uh, hey, dude. I think you just went back to the place from before you were born. <laughs> what? I put a fur hand on it. Is that, is that, a, is that a, a gnomish <laughs> sex joke? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a regular sex joke. All right. <laughs> mean as a sex joke i just put a firm hand on alan's shoulder and i just i i look him i look him in the eyes and i say i think you just re-experience what it's like before you were born man all right well then okay what would you like to do now would you like to linger in this creepy spooky wall brick room did the or would stairs you like go to up temple? and down uh they seem to go up Let's go up. Let's go up. I want to move stealthily, though. Yeah. I will assist. How do you assist stealth? By um, also trying to stealth uh, instead of loudly clanking. Sure. Clunk. Um. So is uh well, mm, it'd be difficult. Is uh Nord going on alone then, or is Godonald following as well? Let's stay a little bit behind so Gnor doesn't just get obliterated by my existence. Alright. So I would say perhaps Nord could maybe like teach you a few things, Godonald, about being stealthy. Um, because they can only they can hide as a bonus action basically, and this is kind of the action economy I'm interpreting. So if ah. uh, all three of you would like to roll with uh Godonald getting advantage on their roll. Okay. Which so, would... just a straight roll. Straight roll, because of your armor. You can go ahead and roll stealth check. Yes. As Nord leads the way. Hey! Come on. Got this. 14. Oh. Oh, no. Am I saying I wasn't the problem? Also 14. Um, I rolled an 8. Oi. All right. As you make your way up through the space, uh, you see the stairs in the interior seem to lack a railing. Um, it seems like they were installed at one point, but throughout the uh, 140 years at least that this place has land, been left destitute, you make your way up. Um, you, you do find that a couple of the stairs are a bit impassable. They seem to have kind of been corroded a little bit. Um, no, 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 sorry. My bad. You emerge onto another landing, a floor above. Um, yes, in this case, the stairs seem to be a bit corroded, but do continue spiraling upward. Um, and yeah, that's it. 
a sort of circular chamber that seems to keep going upwards. Hmm. Are there any more spooky looking bricks? Anything anything that cool on this landing? Anything of interest? Roll me a perception check, Donald. Alright. Thirteen. That <laughs> moaning sound of the wind is a bit stronger here, and as you listen more, it sounds more and more like a man. Screaming. Uh, great question. <laughs> oh boy, that's spooky. And it is just uh, coming from real above spooky. you. What was it? What did you say there? So I've got an ability, you know, just attuned to the environment around me and be able to see if there's like any ghosts around here. I can only use it like three times before I need to take a fat nap. Um, but I, I think this is one of. Here. I think that's a good time to do that. All right, I would like to use my divine sense. All right, um, you kind of focus and in attune into the supernatural of the world. You know, powers of darkness and good, and you can just feel that screaming grow stronger and stronger, and kind of focused more tightly at the top of this landing before it disappears up to the next landing a figure almost seeming to be crouched there and you've got like your eyes closed you can almost see a mental image of that figure doing that and as you open it you are like looking right up there and there's just something up there trembling something almost formless but curled into itself there there's a ghost up there there's a ghost up there and it's 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 not happy oh great of course Right. You wanna? Can, can... Should we report back to Cornelius and Quincy? I would also uh, say uh... that this figure seems to somewhat be leaning over the edge of the railing, like staring right down back at you as it moans. Kind of wave at it a little bit. Uh -huh. You just wave towards it as you you kind of focus in. You know, your presence, your sensor, your sensory elements become, you know, less intuitive, less supernatural, and more that of your vision and your sight. You're looking up there, the lantern light casting long shadows from the broken staircase. And looking down at you is nothing. Just empty air, but a sound of moaning from above. That's a ghost, I saw it. The light of the powers of the world showed me that there is a spooky boy up there. What do I do with spooky boys? I assume we leave them alone and don't get in trouble. That sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. Let's you're gonna, turn you're gonna the other you're, way. You're just gonna walk away, go down the stairs, walk through the gallery, and make your way back into the hallway. Yeah, report back. There's a ghost. Okay. Well, um, I can certainly we tell have you. Confirmed. <laughs> we have confirmed. We have confirmed. There's a ghost. <laughs> I can we have confirmed one spooky boy. I can certainly tell you that as you make your way down the steps, the sound of the howling grows distant until it almost sounds like the wind again. <clears throat> In fact, it sounds exactly as you had heard it before. But now you know the more sinister element, the mournful, wailful element that is the truth. And as you make your way through the gallery, the figures, the statues almost, the busts, you can't help but kind of wonder, did they look like that before? 
or did they perhaps move somewhat? The tentacles of the one statue seeming to maybe twitch since you last saw them. Ooh. It's probably just your imagination, though. Spooky boy, mm. spooky boy, spooky boy, spooky boy. We got some. Any spookies. Ooh. Spookies! Ooh. And you come back to the hallway. <clears throat> we found a ghost! You call Where's... out into the space? Cornelius yes. and Quincy, where are they? Well, uh, you, you imagine that they are uh, probably back in the uh, foyer, if you want to start yeah, making so your way there. Um, as you are kind of walking there, um, it would be Nord who would uh -huh. hear this. You hear a faint sound. Kind of a, you know, a bop, bop, ba-dop, bop, bop, ba-dop, like that. Of big band swing music. Ooh. Echoing down the hallway. Not Ooh, on this door. Got some party. But further down. And you see that there's just a slightly ajar door. This... You hadn't noticed before. Um, the same one on this side of the wall. Uh, that was originally to the right of where you hang on in. scary swing. It doesn't sound even scary. It sounds kind of uplifting, kind of very beatful. Has anyone ever, you know, kind of like in The Shining, um, when Jack mm -hmm. would, uh, you know, kind of see memories of the place before it was abandoned? Ah, so what is the... It is a spooky, scary, skelly swing. Not even spooky, scary. It's just, it, if anything, it's uplifting, kind of nostalgic in a way. Would give you such a shriek. Noise. What do you think? You guys hear that? Uh, I'll hear it. Uh, or, yeah. Uh, I guess it takes me a Oh, yeah, I second. hear it now. But yeah, it sounds like there's a concert or maybe some music player down the hall. There's ghosts there here. There's ghosts here. Plenty of ghosts now. Is that you? As you peer into the window, uh, <laughs> as you peer into the window, or not the window, the doorway leading to the seance room, the parlor. The ghosts um, of his it, career. Yeah. Um, the You notice that uh, it looks like Quincy and Corey are still busy, seeming to be running like lines of chalk across the table and lighting candles. It seems like you've maybe got a few minutes. Let's you know, take a what? peek in that room. Yeah, let's oh. investigate the music. Uh, okay. We're I not going to report this to Quincy and Cornelius? They're busy. They're being also, I've Also, I've never heard of the ghosts of someone's career being real, but here we've got the evidence. <laughs> ah, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, we'll, we'll just tell them. I'll, I'll just open up the door to where Cornelius and Quincy are and be like, uh, ghosts. We found one, and uh, we're gonna go listen to some music. Come with if you want. Um, do you say that and just walk off? Yeah. Okay. So like, you start seeing Quincy like turn around towards the door, and as just as you walk away, and you're you start catching up with everyone, going to follow the source of this ethereal big band jazz music. Oh yeah. Running All with right. his little legs, good right. lord. Not even not even waiting for a response. You make your way down the hall space, um, coming to the open door that as you open it is much larger 
than the both the foyer and the parlor put together. Broken boards mar the web-like design worked into this ballroom's wooden floor. A short stage for long-departed musicians stands at the room's far end, overlooked by cracked stained glass windows. As you step into the space, you hear that same music kind of filling the sort of top of the chamber almost, kind of sourceless. Do you walk in? Yes. This room... Cautiously. You cautiously Cautiously. walk in. The room itself, um, no light comes through the windows at all. You imagine they are probably boarded from the other side to prevent further damage and decay. As you step within here onto the cracked stone floor, following the source of this uh, very strong energy piece, like a whole orchestra almost, is filling this chamber, maybe kind of drifting towards where the stage is at the moment. Um, You can swear that you hear the sounds of clapping of non-rubber-soled shoes. Perhaps that of people dancing along the ballroom floor. And so, so the music is present? Get... Hmm? Oh, hmm? we were going? You were saying something? Yeah, is anyone oh. particularly taking the lead on walking in? I, am. I so feel like we're going question. to interrupt something here. How audible is this music? It's When you step into the room, it becomes much louder. It feels like you're actually standing in a concert venue. Um, who is taking the lead on who, like, first walked through the door? I'd like to ask Alan to dance. Okay. Um, but as this is happening, I need to know what the marching order is. Oh. Mm. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Uh. I think I'm it was. I, I think I'll it, take lead. Yeah. I'll Nord, take middle. All right. Because Nord was that. in the back catching up. Um, yeah. So, Godonald, as you kind of step into the space and stand in the middle and begin searching for the source of the sound. Um, both Nord and Alan, the two of you are kind of wandering a little bit slower and Godonald, just as you're about to extend, uh, to ask for a dance, you stand in the middle of this ballroom as the music cuts out for you. Do I have enough time to do something like really quick? A hollow mocking voice reaches you, echoing as if from far away. I'll give you a simple choice, my misguided knight. You can join, Lady Silvera, and I'll entomb you all within my fortress walls. Or forsake your commander and bear witness to our execution. And then walk free to tell of Dranzorg's justice. My mercy knows but a moment, friends. Choose! Godonald, you you feel as though you are standing there, as if, you know, dozens of eyes are set upon you from the darkness. And, and, and you know, even though you've got your dark vision, it's almost as if thing, everything darkens around you. You feel the space closing in and you start feeling this sort of static building up in the back of your mind as you hear it say, Choose! Will you betray your commander? It's not real. It's not real. It's not choose! real. It's not real. Good Donald. Do you choose? 
What do you say? I stay with my commander. I swore an oath and I will keep it. As you say that, you hear a laugh. <laughs> and you see that the ching! All of you hear the music cut out as you oh, just shit. hear Godonald shout what they just shouted as the stained glass windows ching! Another break in the glass. Ooh. And the music is gone. Oh. What just happened, Godonald? I was asked. You... What did you, you do? I was given. I don't understand what happened. I just felt it in me. I had a choice to either break the oaths I've made or to leave them behind. And I, it's something just uh, in, in me. I just, I could never do that, even if I, that wasn't real. That wasn't real. That wasn't real. That wasn't real. Godonald, you swear out of the corner of your eye at the far end of the ballroom, there's like one board that is kind of curled upwards from age and weather and dew. And you swear that a pair of fingers, like a hand withered and old, beckons to you single finger as it retreats under the floorboard and you just kind of catch that out of the corner of your eye as your head kind of snaps was it your imagination There's... you're not sure is there something in the basement there might be something in the basement i swore i just saw something oh no calm. welcome to the party of seeing things calm down okay uh-huh <laughs> You're seeing more apparitions in the bog, in the funky bog juice gives. I think I need some bog juice to recover from that. <laughs> Godonald, as you are oh, kind of recovering from this experience, the panic, the emotions you felt before that caused you to press onto your convictions. You can't still help feel a little bit of dread whenever you look at the walls or the floor or the ceiling of this house. Every single mm -hmm. opening or crack or break in the drywall. It feels almost as if it's inviting you in. Waiting for you to join it. This house probably takes some kind of victims. Okay. There's definitely something up. I mean, we, we literally detected a ghost. Yes. And then we decided not to go back to Cornelius. Hold that on. was. It, I, I'm sorry. It, I heard music and I thought of dancing, and I was like, "Why wouldn't I ask Alan to dance?" And now I'm here. You see, as you're standing there, um, a figure. You know, footsteps begin approaching. Um, as you see, kind of carrying their uh, long sword, half sheathed, is Quincy, uh, looking around and says, "Excuse me. What was it that you just said, sir? Uh, you ran in there, and all of you, you took off." Everything okay? Uh, well, it kind of was, and now it's a little less. So, you know that tower on the outside? Well, if you go up, there's uh, not the wind. It's uh, somebody screaming. Huh. And now we come down here, and there's music? And, and if you touch a brick wall, you'll see things. 
that is a, most certainly a positive sign that this place is in, surely as haunted as we suspected. Hmm. We should so probably start making our way back. The uh, seance should be ready soon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Join us when you're ready. Uh, I, I should really get back to Cornelius uh, oh, before right, he wanders right. off. Here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, I'm let's good go. With, let's go for seance. We gotta find our frogs, though. We gotta find frog friends. We gotta find our frogs. We gotta right. find our frogs, man. He, he looks at you as you say that and says, uh, you, you said you were looking for these these frogs, uh, these gripply people, correct? Yes. Hmm. It's strange. Uh, <laughs> perhaps they might be hiding on one of the other levels, or perhaps they left. It's hard to say. But The only thing I know how to detect is is like stuff like undead, not frogs. So I, I wouldn't would, know. Well, it, I can't say that it's a skill that I have either. But it is most uh, powerful. Are you a, are you a holy man? In a sense, yes. My conviction guides me and lends me power. Well, perhaps it may be useful to have a priest amongst us. Dear old Cornelius, he possesses a little bit of uh, natural magic. Uh, myself, on the other hand, am a bit more skilled with a blunt weapon, if you will. As he kind of <laughs> signals a longsword at his, his sheath. Well, I guess you could say I dual wield and I show him mine. Sure enough. I just realized how that sounded. <laughs> sure, sure. Good old Godonald. Uh, his is definitely longer, though. Um, <laughs> as he makes his way off and says, uh, we should be beginning shortly. Uh, please join us soon. He the begins swords are his proportional. Way. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, all I'll right. go. Let's I'm go. following right on his heels. Let's, let's go. We're all right behind him. All right, so I'm he begins walking out, and all of you are looking back at the creepy ballroom and the new cracked piece of stained glass and the creepy little gap in the floor that Godonald's swore uh. they saw a finger beckoning them to join the space below. And yep. you just hurry along. As you begin making your way out, uh, Nord, I imagine that you are in the back at the moment, just kind of keeping an eye out. You do see yeah. as... A door to your right as you walk out of the ballroom just slightly creaks open as if by the wind. But you see the other two have the other three have not noticed it and are continuing to make their way back to the candlelight of the parlor. I'm just gonna whoever's in front of me, I'm just gonna like tap and tap and tap and tap and tap and like <laughs> that Alan, would be me. Alan, you hear tapping you feel tapping on your neck. Door. It it just opened. It it, it was not me. At this point, I, at this point, I'm just expecting it. Yeah, but it's still scary, though. I can't move any faster. <laughs> oh, boy. Three little gnomes trotting with their little legs. Dink, 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 dink. What would you like to do? Yeah. Nord, would you like to take a curious peek? Alan. Do I do it? No. As I said, everyone's just Alan walking. Alan is like, no. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I can grab somebody and say, come with me. I'm going to do it. <laughs> All right. So uh, 
Alan, you just kind of stop and stand there as Gnord like looks around shadily, like I'm gonna go take a peek. Walks past the uh, you know the two doors on the left side of the wall, and goes towards the wall at the end that is just slightly cracked open now. Godonald, you okay. basically are falling on uh, Quincy's heel, um, and as he steps through, you look back at everyone as you see Nord approaching the door cautiously. Nord, um, do you want to sneak up on this door? And I'm sneaking up. Roll me a stealth check. The door. Add my d4. Good thing too. D4. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. As you approach this door, you soften your footsteps. The uh, old board, you kind of step along the edge of it to be as quiet as you can. Um, does Alan approach closer as well? Or does he just kind of stand there from like 20 feet away? I stand there 20 feet away. He's like, Kenard, what are you doing? <laughs> I gotta see this. Uh, and you creak it open just enough to look. Um desiccated vines sprawl across the tables and foggy glass walls of this conservatory rusted gardening tools and pots of barren soil lie scattered across sturdy wooden tables you see Nord just kind of looking into that space and you look back at alan yeah you 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 swear that the light behind you shifts somewhat if someone's moving, do you look back in? No, I run. Uh, I'm, I'm freaking spooked. <laughs> you feel a little bit spooked. It doesn't seem, <laughs> doesn't seem like something's approaching you. It's just like as if the 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 light outside the window had shifted. Like it's a little bit brighter, a little bit more sunnier. Fine, I'll take the bait. So you're like you I'll... twitch a little bit. And then you go to turn around, Alan, you see Nord just kind of like look out of the corner of his eye, rush a step, and then turn around and peek back in. And as you look within this time, Alan, Good between morning. eye blinks, you, you see the conservatory, it's alive now. Yeah. It's filled with flowers. Yeah. You see petunias and, and, and roses blooming you see bright sun filtering in from above pruned gardens with topiaries mounted outside you know growing out of the earth and you know very well tended to wow as you look around you see a woman with a parasol and a veiled hat stroll between the rooms and she pauses here and there. She adjusts a couple of, you know, leaves or flowers or, you know, occasionally the pot. And then she looks at you and catches your eye. Oh, boy. Did you come to help? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where, why I'm here. What I'm helping with. You speak out and she mouths to you the words help them as she disappears and between eye blinks you're just standing in a dirty conservatory but you think that you saw something that she was touching something that didn't change 
the pot that Ooh. she was holding in the room. Can I? What's Godonald doing at this point? What's Alan doing? I don't doing? think Godonald. I don't think Godonald was alerted to any of this. Yeah. Well, no, Godonald. You look back and you saw that. Um, yeah, you didn't see any of that stuff. Alan didn't see any of the light change or anything like that. That just Nord saw that looking in. But from where you are, um, is Nord approaching the plant, the the potted plant? Yeah. All right. It's a little bit into the room. Um, maybe about you know twenty feet or so. Um, Alan, you just see Nord stand there and say something into the room, a bit muffled, and walk in. Uh, I'm running after him. Donald, you 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 are just watching this from afar, and then you see Alan like, hurry along. My my hands just kind of on my sword, and I'm just gonna start trotting in after them. All right. So as you are approaching Nord, you easily get to the potted plant. And inexplic inexplicably, this plant, while everything else in here is dead, lack of sunlight over the, you know, kind of cracked and draped over kind of greenhouse windows, this plant is alive and in fact flourishing. A belladonna with big, fat blackberries. Hmm. You would recognize this as deadly nightshade. That's a mighty coincidence, isn't it? Alan, get a look at this. As you are <laughs> saying that, and Alan is coming in, um, yeah, Alan, you would see. Did Alan? Does Alan step into the room chasing after Nord? Um, or like stakes a foot in and is like looking around and saying, like, Nord, what are you doing? Come back here or something? I'm I'm doing the second one. All right. So you're just kind of like standing in there, just looking around, scanning for threats. Yeah. You see where Nord is momentarily distracted. All the gardening implements on one wall seem almost as if the light's shifting on them, drawing their shadows across until you realize, no, the shadows aren't shifting. They're levitating off the rack. You see these oh, hedge okay. clippers and shovels and hoes and, and tillers oh, no. beginning to float outwards and Nord looks no, at you no, and says, no. look what I found! Holding this pristine <laughs> belladonna plant. <laughs> um, what um, does everyone do? Do we all notice this or just Alan? Um, Alan notices it and you're basically running down the hall behind because you were chilling at that end for a moment. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm gonna shout, um... Nord, get out of there! And I'm going to... Can I... Cast a spell? Yeah. You you right. see it, so you get an action to respond with. Oh. Um, alright. What sort of objects are near me? Um, plenty of stuff. There's, like, broken pots. You see that there are, like, the hedge clippers and other levitating stuff. Are you casting okay. on them, or...? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna cast Catapult on one of those things. Alright, just kind of throwing it against, like, one of the glass windows nearby and just yeeting it out of here? Uh, um, no, I'm he I'm throwing them towards the gardening equipment. Alright. Um, keep in mind, like, it's a- I, I should clarify this. It's not just, like, a, a cluster of them, like a ball. They're just- an entire wall of them is floating off. Like, this room is- Yeah. Yeah, this room is- 
about um, about 15 feet long. An entire 15 foot long wall of tools is just floating off. Yeah, no, I'll try and I'll try and just like attack the the closest ones, I guess. All right. Um, you go ahead and you you grab a nearby potted plant that is withered and dead, and you. Um, what does it look like when you cast a spell? Is it like a a portal gravity gun or something? Um, I really was just thinking like. Gun? I'd, I was more just thinking like I'd build the fucking catapult. <laughs> okay, so you quickly, you know, master builder together a catapult. You sling it into the corner. It, 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 it wedges the uh, potted plant up as it rotates it towards the floating plants and fires off. Is there any attack roll to it? Uh, let me check that. Um... If the object would strike a creature, the creature makes a dex saving throw. Unfortunately, there isn't a creature to strike, as it does kind of collide into a hose um, floating off the wall. Um, well, the object and what it strikes both take 3d8 bludgeoning damage. Sure, go ahead and roll that. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, shit. Um, 17. This epic Woo. showdown between the... <laughs> Uh, you know, the hoe and the potted plant that is withered and dead collide at each other at such intense velocities that neither of them survive the impact. And what is left behind is a shower of, of dried, coarse, salted earth and shattered splinters as, uh, you know, kind of like a, a, an unstoppable object strikes an immovable, or an immovable object is struck by an unstoppable force. And there's a as it blasts out. And as you kind of clear your head and you look, hoping that perhaps that impact had scattered everything. You see a couple of the implements floating towards you, Alan, um, as I need both of you. <laughs> it took uh, me a solid 15 seconds to remember what a hoe as in a gardening tool is, and I was just very confused. <laughs> good Arnold, you are gonna have to have a talk. get your head out of the gutter. You were talking about sexy ghosts earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk about hoes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh. So, against both of you, seven to hit. Um, seven to hit Nord. Does not hit. Fifteen to hit Alan. Oh, that barely hits. So Alan seems to have somehow drawn the ire of these levitating gardening implements as they come flying out towards you. You suffer two points of bludgeoning damage. Ow. <laughs> as you just get like whacked bonking. in the head. Bonk. You just get bonked <laughs> in the head um, with a with with something. Um, and I need you to roll me a strength saving throw. Oh. Oh, boy. Okay. It's a natural one. You suddenly, as you're struck with this, you didn't notice that on the floor... Vines had been reaching out towards you, and Nord, you know, undazed, you managed to like leap up on the nearby uh, shelf, cradling your belladonna plant. Um, <laughs> but as you're standing there in a momentary daze, Alan, you feel something grab you around the ankle, and when you go to look, you try to like hold on to something, but you're too slow to react, and these black vines just twist up your leg, you know, going under your, your clothes and your armor, and just dragging you towards a nearby overgrown bush that had. Uh, exceeded its planter, and it's just dragging you along the ground towards uh, this try... shadowy mass. 
And Godonald, uh, yes, um, you can go ahead and react. I would like to try to, what, 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 what seems more feasible, pulling him out or cutting it off? Either could possibly work. But you just see Alan. What's Alan doing as this as it's grabbing him? Is he is he fighting back? Is he silent? Is he screaming for help? I'm screaming for help. <laughs> what, what what does that sound like? Um. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna try. Okay, I'm just an athletic individual. I'll try eyes. to pull him. I will try to pull him out. All right. Um. You go ahead and grab a hold of him and uh. Yeah, go ahead and roll me a strength check. Strength check or athletics? Strength. All right. It's hard to get a foothold of, of being able to, like, Captain America him or anything like that. You just got to ah, grab fuck, him. Fuck, that's a 12. Try to pull it off. And yeah, as you go ahead and you pull against it, you see another vine wrap around your wrist and you kind of pull it off as you momentarily stand back. And, you know, he's dragged another five feet towards this bush that's beginning to twitch and wiggle. Um, open, making room to to enwrap him underneath it. Hmm. Nord, you have an, an mm. opportunity to react as well as Godonald just leaps in here, tries to grab a hold of him, and is just unable to do so. Uh, am I able to cut the vines? Potentially, like, yeah. You've yeah. got your belladonna in one hand, and you can yep. pull out your crab knife with the other or another one of your daggers. I'll pull out a regular dagger. I want to keep that crab knife safe. All right. You go ahead and you pull out mm. one of your blades. And I want to slash it. All right. Go ahead and make an attack roll. Wait. Uh, do these get the plus four? Plus uh, D4? Mm, I think uh, it's just, just ability. Just Darn. ability. Because I rolled a six. So you go ahead and you throw, do you throw the dagger or do you try to cut it? I'm trying to cut it. All right. Uh, yeah, as you are uh, sawing back and forth, it's just, um, at, you, you see as like another vine reaches towards you and you go ahead and you stick your hands up as it wraps around the dagger and drags it inside. And you start hearing the sound of crunching metal within. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Alan, is there anything you'd like to do? Oh no. As you are being dragged closer and closer and you hear the sound of crunching metal within. Um. Uh, Nord, you can mark a dagger off your inventory. Okay. <laughs> at least um, you have a crab knife. Good thing I did not do that with the crab. <laughs> Alan's like, no, my life work. <laughs> you didn't use the crab knife though. Yeah, I didn't. Um, can I try and attack the bush, or am you, I you like could, restrained? You could, you could do something there. You could also just try to break free of the vines. I don't trust my strength. I'm terrible. I'm terribly weak. You could, you could hold, you could give the help action to someone who would pull you out. That would give them advantage. All right, I'll do that. Yeah. All right. So, All right. so like you're taking a moment to position yourself and try to get a proper grip on someone to pull you out. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Whoever helps you next gets advantage. It must be good, Donald. I have a minus one to strength. Okay. okay. I got a plus two. I'm a goofy man. You better. All right. Uh, better. So, Gadonald, uh, Alan reaches for you, a terrified look of pain as he is, but, you know, less than, less than, you know, he's only, a, like, two or three feet away from this bush. With these black tendrils just reaching out, right. twitching, growing wider, ready to, to grab him and pull him within the, the bushes, sort of, branches, turning into long claws, dozens of them reaching for Alan, as he just looks at you in absolute terror, screaming. 
I would like to, and I'm, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the opportunity when he's reaching out for me to kind of go get like a more solid grip on him when I pull him out. Yep. So you go ahead and you, you grab him with his help. You get a solid grip onto him, and you can attempt an athletics check to pull him out. Athletics check or strength. And, and check? I would say like too, like as Alan is doing this, Alan is immediately silenced as another vine wraps around his mouth and starts muffling him. Oh. All right, so what am I rolling? Two more, grab a hold of his shoulders. Uh, strength check with advantage. Cool. Because Alan. Good. Alan is helping you one... help him. Yeah, my first one. <laughs> uh, I'm rolling bad. The highest one was a nine. Yeah. Uh, as you begin making your way towards him and he's just screaming and being terrified in pain, you, you grab him and grab him, and but the, the oil on these vines that are leaking out of this, 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 this caustic odor, this this oily, greasy mess of, of tendril of, of, of planty flesh almost is just too much. And as you sink your feet into the ground, you go sliding out as Alan is approaching inches, dragged underneath as the claws begin to grab you. And then you see here a chanting of a sound. As you see, there's a, a flash of orange light in the room, and you see a streak of fire burning down the space, striking at the far end the bush, which erupts into flame. Uh, Alan, uh, you take like one point of fire damage from the blast as the uh, flames reach up the greasy vines that are grabbing a hold of you um, as you feel them weaken and, 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 and lax around you and you can pull yourself away. Do you do so? Yeah. All of you squint your eyes as you see standing at the end of the hallway holding their staff above their shoulder, their hunched tortelline shoulder is Cory, Cornelius Clowder, standing there seeming to have chanted some sort of spell and launch a bolt of fire, and you hear this this squealing, this uh, sh shrieking as the bush, bush burns and shrivels into itself until it is just smoke. Ooh. Shit. And you just see standing there in a wide, kind of very badass-looking stance with Cory as he stumbles a bit and leans on his uh, druidic staff and says, Oh, well there, uh... Seems like you're in a bit of a pickle. Seance is ready. Uh, and he'll just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a nonchalant tone to just oh, God. near death. Just person almost dies. Big bout of fire and just like, oh, yeah, you guys are in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> and Alan, you have a chance to breathe. That is why we don't go into fucking rooms. But I found a cool plant. You see Nord is holding this this blooming fat-buried belladonna plant. Okay, that looks very nice. But please, stop doing that! <laughs> you seem like you're dealing with uh, some issues, some, you're some nervousness issues, Alan. Do you want to talk about it? We keep running off into rooms, so we're supposed to be going to a seance! <laughs> Never knew you were so excited about seances. You yeah, learn something rooms. new every day. <laughs> they're fun rooms. Gotta... No, they're not. You it's see, Alan, 
Alan is like covered in this greasy black tar that's secreted out of these vines. Uh, you see there are several scratches on him from when the uh, branches were reaching into his flesh, and you see that he's burnt from where they're just smoldering and burnt away. The clothing oh. and armor that he was wearing uh, stained um, kind of soot black on him as he's just standing there, wide-eyed and terrified, heart racing. Well, I'm having fun at least. Well, and the two of you are this? like, how, how, how I found a plant. How about this? I'll, I'll offer you something that oh, yeah. can help you out. When when we get back, I will put in a slightly less an amazing review on Air D and D. There's some weird plants. Uh, they they were kind of weird. You see a, a big black uh, vine wrap star. around Gadonald's neck and drag them into the bush. They're dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, Air D and D sounds like a great like. I don't know, product or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like service. I don't All right. Know. All right. Ugh. Keep it on focus. Uh, yeah, that happens. What do you guys do? <laughs> Take our gnomish uh, focus to the seance. I storm off into the seance room. Gadonald. <laughs> so as Alan walks forward, brooding and, and you know, kind of in a state of shock, uh, Gadonald walks confidently as Nord. You are left there for a moment, still cradling your belladonna plant. I'm gonna bring it with me. All right, so you just kind of and, walk with it, and I'm gonna uh, tell Cor like Cornelius a silent little like, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cornelius, uh, surprisingly, at this point, has already made his way back into the séance room. Oh. Um, but as you say thank you, you do hear a, a slight drop in the air pressure, just very faint as you walk out of this room. With the plant? Mm-hmm. Is it because of the plant? Don't know. Uh. I'm gonna but keep it with me. I think that that is where we are going to leave it for now. As we will come back during the seance. You've been listening to House of Lament, as featured on Dice Carnival. We appreciate your support in listening and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing to us on Podbean and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. All links are in the description below. And no matter where you are, keep it up. You're doing great. See you later.